On today's episode of Solana Made Easy, we dove into the Rakudos Mint today, the FUD around influencers dumping despite them having a pre-sale angel investor allocation that was supposed to have a lockup period that sadly was not enforced. Following this, we covered one of the largest topics in recent Solana news, Magic Eden launching an Ethereum launchpad and supporting cross-chain capabilities to mint and purchase NFTs using either Solana, Ethereum, or a credit card enabling consumers a variety of ways to take part in the NFT mayhem and craziness. We wrapped up today's show covering things around what we're looking for in the market, upcoming mints, upcoming projects, and overall just market sentiment. As always, catch the show live at Easy Eats Bodega, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. What is going on, Solana ecosystem? We've had quite an electric day today. Ton of drama, ton of FUD, ton of negativity around this what was seemingly a hyped up uh, raccoon mint. I think there's a lot of comments, a lot of emotion. Excited to hear some opinions on it all. I know we got Ray up here. He's rocking one, proudly representing the Rakudos. We also have some big news from Magic Eden, kicking off a cross-chain launch pad. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I mean, I think OpenSea needs some competition. There was a few things in the teaser, too, that uh, have me a little bit interested to see how it plays out with some of their comments on how they plan to manage stolen assets and some other key pieces that it seems like OpenSea's kind of struggled with. But we've definitely got a lot to talk about, so I don't want to dilly-dally here. Benny, thanks for co-hosting. We won't have P.O. today, sadly. And as always, Running Man. But how are you both? What's been going on? How are you? How's it going? Easy. All right. Um, yeah, just watching these Rakudos. I mean, um, we have just had a, we've had a little conversation about it in Nifty. I mean, the main thing here to me is, I mean, the look seems to be a lot of supply being dumped by one source on this, just mass dumping. I mean, I mean the influencers have had their their NFTs. I think they they floored them within fifteen minutes of it going to secondary. Like, but it just seems like there's a lot. There's a supply out here that just keeps getting floored, like by thirty or forty a time. I'm not sure if it's the project or if it's you know people related to that project. But um, yeah, I haven't touched them yet. Just duly. I mean, you know, I will start trading these because the royaltyism six percent plus two. So um, it's going to be all right to like turn over some rarity on these, but um, I haven't touched them just yet. I'm just going to let them start ranging and then settle settle down a little bit first. Yeah, man, I, I'm liking this price action to be honest. We saw the reveal dip down to just under eight, sitting back up now at like a nine point three floor. I know it was just over a three soul mint. Seems like this thing just got absolutely decimated by whitelist. There wasn't even much of any of a chance for public sale. Uh, I didn't have any whitelist, bought six of them on secondary at a like a nine and a half soul average. Did get lucky, hit a stained glass and a robot. Haven't sold any of them yet. I feel just like kind of gross holding these though. I'm not going to lie. So I'm a, I'm a little bit excited to hear what some of the other people on stage kind of feel about the project. I know we got a uh, Ulispo up here. What's going on? Easy. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have whitelist. I uh, definitely uh, didn't buy at this price. So I don't know um, much to say about Rakudos. However, I wanted to comment on the option to buy uh, to mint with ETH and the cross-mint integration in uh, Magic Eden. I think this is going to be extremely bullish for the Solana NFT space. And I was curious whether Magic Eden is going to share uh, some data on how many people uh, minted uh, using ETH. I saw that uh, a few weeks ago when there was a Tomorrowland uh, NFT they also add this cross-mint integration to allow people to mint with a credit card, with fiat. 
Uh, I also don't know how many people actually used it. So going forward, if you want to bring more people to Solana NFTs, these sort of technologies are going to be uh, uh, critical. And it would be interesting to see whether there's some data on it. Yeah, I think it's a matter of time till we get some of that data. Things like Hello Moon and some of the other aggregation sources for data, I think I'll end up showing some of that. I think you can get most of it. I'm, I'm curious about the, the credit card kind of boom there. We saw a huge downturn once uh, Nifty Gateway started taking on credit cards and that bubble kind of collapsed. So I'm never really bullish when they implement credit cards because it's usually a, a top signal. And I don't know how many more top signals we can really afford to take right now. But I want to pass it over to Manny. Manny, had your hand up for a little bit. What's going on? Yeah, man, I just had to use an RPC node and uh, what's it called? Uh, a bot to be able to get one. But I hit one and I dumped it. At, I wanted to dump it at like 15 or 20. Never got even close to there. Ended up with a 9.3. Profit was like six-ish. Pretty decent, dude. For not having to do anything, pretty decent day. Free donuts. I'm saying, right? I mean, I think the same thing is felt by all the individuals who uh, were able to successfully dump at 15, 16, 17, and 18 after the nice uh, 10 per whitelist mint that they got. But hey, what do I know? Wanted to pass it over to Ray. Ray, you're rocking a Rakuto. You look like you're uh, a strong supporter here. I know you normally hit on the alpha, so I'm curious what's with the PFP, how you feel about the project, and uh, what's going on? All right. My boy Hoddle, my brother Hoddle, pointed something out to me, which is true. And I own it. My uh, Whenever I change my PFP away from my bear marketer, uh, Hoddle, what's my average time? Two days, max. Two days, max. There we go. Um, so my PFP is probably going to get sold for way higher than what I bought it for. And I'm probably, probably going to go away. But let's talk about people are mad at influencers, the dumpers, right? And... I think there's two kind of dumpers, right? There's the ones that know when to dump at the top, and the people are giving them hell. Like, for example, Soul Playboy. In my opinion, he's a very good trader, and him selling above 15, we all wish we did, right? So, I, I like, people are getting on his ass. I don't understand that. But then, there's the motherfuckers with, like, 100, 150 of them that are just... They're the reason the floor hit six and a half. They're the reason the floor hit seven. They like the whole time it was just them, more and more waves, you know. Like, yeah, I did see that one wallet actively dumping from like ten point two all the way down to eight. I I watched the person literally floor a hundred of them. I've never he, seen such consistent sell pressure. Yeah, it's it's the first for me. Is it easy? And we've saw a lot of markets. Um, that has to be somewhat connected to the project. Surely well, it had no the... mint cost. That was the other thing. Like yeah. you saw the NFTs, and there was no yeah. mint cost, which like normally you at yeah. least have the cost. So that means that they were pre-minted, which means that it was most likely part of this pre-sale allocation. Which if yes, there were we some messages floating around USD ahead, by the way. What'd you say? hundred and ten USD per mint when if you did the block. Yeah, so that right there shows that those are pre-minted. The tough thing with that too is like I have seen some messages floating around Twitter. It looks like there was uh, some comments made about some documents that supposedly were signed. We don't have a lawyer up here, so we can't inquire about the legality of it. But uh, that's something that it seems like that rumor might be floating around a little bit. So if you were in those pre-sale blocks, I'd make sure you double-check what you might have signed. If you didn't sign anything, congrats on the payday. Wanted to pass it over to Laser. Laser, what's happening? Hey, guys. What up? Yeah, I was 
I was able to make one, but like Manny, I, I had to hit with an RPC note and a bot. Uh, thank God, like two of my other five mints that I bought were, they were going to mint for me. So I was able to get my money back. But yeah, I lost six soul, made it back with the initial flip I made. I'm in again, like at 7.5 to eight uh, with a couple more, but it's a tough one because like we want to see higher quality mints in Solana, but at the same time, we want people to have access to those mints, right? So what do you guys think moving forward? Do you think it's going to continue to happen or what's the move? Like I said, to be fair to me, you know, we, we don't know all, all the, the mass supply on these. It, to me, it looks like the project's just minted for 10 sol to me. <laughs> you know, we, we, we think individuals, individuals are molding these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. It, you know, it, it, to me, it looks like a project's just found a way to mint for 10 sol. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just to go back to what Rai's Ry, saying, yeah, if somebody, if somebody give me a load of these, yeah, these would have been floored at 60. In light speed time, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, yeah, we, but money man, you also yeah. would not have been hopping into spaces and all of a sudden randomly mentioning this project as a quality mint two weeks ago. No, you probably also no. wouldn't have been actively no. tweeting like, "Hey, I really like this project. It's got a oh, lot yeah. of upside potential." I yeah, like to exactly. think you're a little bit better than that. No, exactly. No, exactly. Definitely. I mean, so we'll just well, theoretically, if we'd have, you know, if we'd have caught the mint on them, you know, with free soul, basically, they would have been floored at sixteen. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there. Definitely. Um, yeah, it just looks to me that that a project's just found that a way to mint at ten soul. Um, I, I don't think individuals are molding these at all. I think these are connections to the project, and then you know, basically, just beefed up the mint price on this, um, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be wild to see how they actually trade. I had so many questions, too. Like, I was hoping to actually catch an AMA or ask some things. Like, this whole thing is based on a referral system. But I'm curious, like, what the actual time on that is. Like, what's the conversion rate? How long is, like, a cycle to actually get someone on and, like, receive that? Because right now it just seems like there's so many intangible things that make this a lot more difficult than just, like, hey, running man, sign up for this and give me a $50 kickback, you know? Like, this is a... It's got a lot more going to it, and it makes me a little bit nervous about the longevity of the project and what they can deliver on, but I guess only time will tell. Benny, what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to comment and say this is where Blocksmith Labs is really needed. You know, um, a hype mint like today is something where their dynamic price minting would be very interesting to see as it goes up and see whether it's, you know, above, like, five soul to mint. Um, so I hope going forward that, you know, FLPs really like, I, I, I think for like a high project like this, that's clearly has like something to the table. Like, I think it's valued at over 5 million. Like this is where a situation where Blocksmith Labs or like any type of FLP system would come into play and be very useful. I mean, I'm just hopeful that we start to see more of that dynamic pricing, even in like whitelist allocations and other pieces of this. There was such a big struggle with this mint because it was massively over allocated as well. So you had a whitelist situation where, like Manny just said, people were still trying to butt it, even though they were what many assume like a whitelist is almost a guaranteed mint. So this is just like there's so many things here that feel like they may have been out of touch with the ecosystem. And at the same time, like. On the other end of this, they do have a, a partnership directly listed on NVIDIA's website, a publicly traded company. So there's like two ends of the sword here that I just have so many questions and it seems like no one really has an answer to it. I wanted to pass it down to Smoothie. Smoothie, it's been a while. How you doing? Dude, been a minute, man. Uh, been good. I, I think there's a couple of things that are happening here, man. Um, like you said in the beginning, there's a big portion of this that was allocated to pre-sale. And my understanding from that was that there was a lock-in agreement that wasn't on chain in a contract. So there was no way for them to enforce it. So basically, there's just a bunch of bad actors that were choosing the floor 
once the airdrop happened. I saw a couple screenshots. Uh, I think that were leaked basically from internal conversations within the team saying that they needed to collect these wallet addresses. So we'll see what they do in response to that. But that being said, I know like influenza is getting all the attention about dumping. That's like a big narrative right now. But I think the price action right now of, you know, there was a little bit of a blip where we went up to like 18 for like a few minutes during the, uh, the OG whitelist X allocation. But it's kind of settled down and it's it's given a healthier entry point for most people. So in my opinion, this could be beneficial in the long term uh, for the for the project itself, just because it's fundamentals and it's and the leadership of the team itself is really strong. So it's kind of like the opposite of Trip and Ape Tribe, where it came out the gates like 70 soul, made it really difficult for people to invest and then see continued returns on their uh, investment. Whereas this, you know, like there is value in the underlying project. I agree. I think the referral system is weird because it's kind of, the referral itself is, is, is B2B, but then the uh, rewards are B2C. So I have questions around that too. But I think long term, this could be a good thing that things that that, that price is forced down through uh, some of these, uh, um, what is it, the pre-mint pre stumping. It's like, I feel like all the conversations beforehand were about that pre-mint actually being like a lockup and people not being able to do exactly this. So it just seems like everything we initially thought was going to happen and the ways that they had strategized for this to not end up in the exact situation that it's in. I feel like they just could have done more. Like we're all talking now about the things that they basically said would not happen. So it's like, there's obviously a very clear sour taste in the mouth of like Solana Twitter here. Cause this isn't good for the ecosystem, especially new people who wanted to get in and are buying the Pico top of this while the people who are selling it got in for 15 sold cheaper, you know? Easy. But I mean, as well, I mean, if, if the SEC can't police Web3, I don't know how Rakudos are going to be able to police um, who they've given give, give mints to um, at the end of the day. I mean, I mean, I'm not mad. I mean, it's great to see volume in the market. At least we've still got volume in the Solana NFT space. I mean, I'm not mad because I know the situation. If, if so-and-so influencer starts tweeting out, I don't listen to a word they say. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, you know, we, we, we know not to listen like them. Um, Yet the people buying the top here, you know, they, they, either they learn or they don't. I mean, you know, they need to, you know, obviously the market either gets more mature or it doesn't. Like, you know, we can't actually force them not to buy. Um, so, yeah, the market will mature in the end, in my opinion. No, I think so as well. And I think that, I mean, someone brought it up. Like, if there was a potential for, like, a, a smart contract or something else to go into play here, there was ways to lock this up and have a cliff investing period on almost utilizing the underlying tech, which would have been a really cool way to see this. And I think a lot less people would be upset about the price action and seeing the wallets. On the counter argument here, a lot of the people from the space, influencer-wise, seeing the tweets are talking about wallets being outdated, them not actually dumping. So that's the tough part. I don't know if I fully believe it. Personally, I think we are seeing a lot of dumping, especially from the people who got hundreds of these. Like, There's just a 0% chance you're going to hold this when it's a 6 or 7x. You know, I want to pass it over to Nugget. Nugget, what's going on? So yesterday I had some I said something similar like this would happen and Kingfoot had bullied me for it. So uh it's like to laugh at him a little. But honestly, I am so the only thing I'm really excited about this mint is the volume that it brought in. Last time I checked it was around fifty to twenty thousand. That is that's pretty good. It got our volume back up to eighty thousand, which I'm just glad to see. But as I would wait, because if people are looking to buy back in, I would wait just a bit more as you see these influencers continue dumping. That's all I really have to add is I want to be an echo chamber. I would hold off. Congrats to anyone who took profit. It was a really, really um, hard pump that they had. And yeah, that's all I want to add to that. No, I mean, they're still kind of gaining some traction here. They're sitting at a 10 floor. 
Entire supplies revealed, completely minted out. So you still get a nice three, three and a half X if you did somehow manage to mint these. And for that, like that's a great trade, especially in a down market. So you can't really be mad if somehow somebody hit on public and is even looking at this. Somehow the project's still maintaining. The the sentiment around the art's actually very positive too. A lot of people saying that they like how it looks. They think that from that point of view, I mean, from PFP wise, like it doesn't look bad. The only negative I have is that it, based on Ray's profile picture here, it looks like he's standing just slightly to the right. So that's Easy. like one thing. I don't know what's going on, but hey. Easy though. I mean, uh, I know that what, too. One of the rare, one of the rare, one of the rarest skins here is um looks just like the Northern Light skin from Bag Beaver to me. It just looks like a complete copy of Bag Beaver to me. Um, if you if you look at the attributes compared to Raku, though, so I mean, if you put them together, you'll see yourself. I haven't heard of Big Beaver's name in like a year, man. That's a that's a throwback. So thanks for bringing that back up. They may have copied it, but I'm not one to say, yeah, man, I remember that. One pass over to Top Boy. Top Boy, I don't know if you've spoken before, but uh, welcome up. What's going on? Thank you. Thank you for respecting the hand here. Uh, I just want to have a few things. Like you were just saying about Ray's PFP. Honestly, these kind of look like meerkats to me, if you ask me. And I would also like how, uh, how Ray was saying Soul Playboy is a good trader. I don't know if you can say that. When these influencers are pumping it for two weeks, and then they just dump on anyone. It's pretty easy if you're an influencer to sell the top, because you pretty much buy the bottom at the mint, right? Yeah, I mean, you're guaranteed the mint. So at that point, like, you are actually buying the bottom. There's no other way that you could buy any lower than that. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie. If you were the VC, you technically just got given them based on the USD yeah. value. So sure, that's technically a zero-cost basis, but uh, semantics at that point. I wanted to pass it over to Ray. I was lighting up the PFP. I hope he can come back to the center. What's going on, Ray? No, I agree. I, when I was putting the PFP, I saw that shit, too. Ugh. Let's do it anyways. We're going to make some money. But uh, with the Soul Playboy thing, the difference is like, so he dumped at 15, and there were still people with hundreds of them dumping at 8. So that's like the big difference to that shit. <laughs> they could have did the same thing. I don't know if they were waiting for Yeah, it. hey, he said he timed the top. He said he bought back in. We actually just saw the number eight Rakuto sell for 69.42 soul. So there's a little bit of buy-in pressure here. We'll see how it tailors. I'm, man, I just hope that we can get a few more answers on whatever this value add for a referral system is because I'm still so confused. I've read through this white paper like a handful of times and tried to make sense of what exactly this is. Like there's RPC mentions. There's like Amazon a Web3 mentions. I have zero idea what that actually means. And I've read the same sentences probably double-digit times. Benny, what's have, going on? Have they not been up oh, here okay. once? What'd you say? Have they not been up here? Like, uh, they haven't done AMAs? Or... They've done a couple. I listened to a few of them, but it, honestly, they just kind of made me more confused. So, like, and I like to think I have a decent technical background, and I still couldn't really make much sense of it, which was the hard part for me. Like, there's a subscription. I, there were so many things. Like, if they're going to go subscription model, like traditional Web3, why an NFT? They say NFT for like the marketing effort, but then like this referral system, I have so many more questions on. It just seems like it's an endless rabbit hole of questions. And I don't think that's the best way for consumers to get more bullish on a project. I wanted to pass it over to Benny. Benny, what's going on? Yeah, I just hope that we see like change of this like kind of system. Like if you had vested NFTs and time locks, but unfortunately, I, I don't see the change happening because, like, at the end of the day, this is great marketing by Rakudos. We're talking about it. We're talking about Rakudos over and over again. 
and people have been trading them. Like Manny said, free donuts on free donut day. Um, it's just, it's kind of a shame that the influencers or the people who were received whitelist um, were probably a little bit malicious with their intent. You know, like they were talking about it, 4Xing, 5Xing, and then they sold, right? Um, but what can you do in that situation if they kind of call it out beforehand? Some of them were transparent. Um, I just think it takes maturity from like a retail perspective to, but there's a lack of that in this space. So it won't change for a while, in my opinion, until like yeah, the current yeah. systems change. I, I agree with that. Like until there's a way to stop this, we're not going to see a stop of it. And honestly, like, I think there are some other ways to kind of get ahead of this. Maybe it's less whitelist allocation, more of like we said, that fair launch protocol and kind of getting that approach to it. I, I think this is going to lead to some change. And I really don't think we're going to see a massive uptrend in projects doing like these VC funds and whitelist allocations. So like for me, that's one thing that I think is a win. Like they tried it. They got some things here. The tough part for me though is like, this is still a big negative and like an ugly black eye on the space. Because now anybody who is excited for this project, it's almost like, worn out because of the way that this went about actually getting into those hands and now hitting the secondary like even myself like like i said i bought some of these but i don't feel great about holding them like i, I feel kind of dirty and i didn't even get whitelist one pass over running man what's going on um yeah i'm just gonna say i mean um don't we don't we i mean we've been still in the bear market don't we see these nft inspect pfps for a couple of days like ray said um and then the price just tails off. I mean, we've saw we've saw big buys on just ape, and you know, go great goats, sixty nine soul, eighty soul, and you know, it doesn't make it seem doesn't seem to make any difference. I you know, I just think I just think these uh, two days the gloss wears off like fruits, like you know, every every other PFP project, and they just tail all the way back down as well. Regarding trading and influencers, yeah, if somebody's giving me a thousand far, to fifteen hundred percent equity. On the first eight, eight NFTs I've got to trade with, then I'm going to be a good trader. Um, yeah, they, they don't really find the alpha. They don't really pick these projects up from nothing and like actually make the moves. And you know, and basically, their whole business plan is to get free equity like that because they can't trade, in my opinion. <laughs> or else they wouldn't. They won't be out here twenty four seven trying to get an engagement. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. No, bro, I completely agree. I think the tough part is like when you want to look at the other side of the, the, the sword here, it's like you do need promotion of some sort for some of these net new projects to gain traction, I feel like. But there's just better ways to go about this. So like I just think we're still in this like wild, wild west where there isn't certainty on what's the best path forward for a lot of this. And until there is like a clear indication, we're going to see a lot of a lot of bad takes, a lot of bad attempts and a lot of bad outcomes and eventually see what that, that rumble effect is. But Manny, what's going on? I just wanted to kind of decipher the white paper and what they're accomplishing by doing this. Like you have to pay somebody like 50 grand or something, maybe 75 on the top, absolute top if they're a top performer to do what these now 10,000 people are going to do for them for free on the, based on an independent token that has no value. So they basically outsource their sales team to get them to do all of this for them. And pretty much you're a door-to-door -door salesman almost but not that great because you don't know what your comp is that sounds extremely promising and like if you were to draw this shape it would be like two angled lines and a flat line at the bottom where the person at the top gets all the money from all the people below them and like if you're visualizing it they're typically the shape of uh those objects in egypt 
Uh, I don't know if anyone's very familiar, but other than that, man, the sustainability got me a little bit nervous. I'd like a little bit more transparency on what the actual kickback is. We'll see how it plays out. I hope it's not like a fruit situation where like the people who sold at 18 and that, or bought at 18 sold at 11 and then somehow pumps to 20, 30 before tailing off. But right now, man, it looks like Frisk's meme is playing out exactly as uh, exactly as we saw it. The, the dropping the fruits, I don't want to play with you anymore and picking up a nice little recudo here. What's going on, Smoothie? Then we'll hit laser. Man, I'm just thinking out loud here, but wouldn't this entire kind of influenza pump and dump be solved if there was a way to lock in like a vesting period, like you treat influencer allocations like a VC allocation, which is basically what Rakuto or Shakuto tried to do. I don't know if there's a way to enforce it if you like pre-stake and then transfer a wallet over to them. But their idea was strong. And like that was my investing thesis or my trading thesis as well was I was banking on the fact that like this 50% or whatever, a big majority of it wouldn't be on the market. So I was holding, anticipating that price action would go up and that supply wouldn't match demand that we'd, we'd experience a supply squeeze. And then I started to see tweets about, you know, these wallets dumping hundreds or these airdrops going out and people just flowing them immediately. But I think the solution is, is any future project that does, for instance, like a deal with Soul Hub where they give him 400, alloc 400 whitelist allocations, like he has to on chain agree to not being able to sell those things for, you know, six months, a year, however long. Because I know that for, I know for a fact that there's some people with Rakuto who have like uh, an allocation of 100, let's say, and they're not allowed to touch those for three years because they're they're basically investing in this like a VC would. So yeah, and I saw some of the cliff periods. They said anywhere from I think it was like three weeks to two years. I think the thing though is like they should have played into like the actual tech. There's ways to use the blockchain to have an unlock period and even automate the airdrop if you put money into that wallet. So like there's ways that they could have done this in a in a cool way to make it a little bit more structured. There, sure, I don't know legalities. I don't know if that then becomes a security. There's all those concerns. But at some point, man, just try some shit and see if it works. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's where I think this could have been cool and like well received. Go ahead, Scozy. I was just gonna say that that is a hundred percent enforceable, um, for better or worse, right? Like anybody who would want to be a part of that initial group would have to agree to those terms. But like smart contracts can do that, right? Like they, you can lock them into non-transfer. You can lock them into non-sale for a vesting period. So. And I mean, these guys are technologists, right? So like you, you would think they're capable of creating that smart contract, you know? So it's entirely possible to do that. Yeah. And that's, that's like the biggest thing here. Like I keep hearing that there's ways that this could have been stopped and it's almost like, were they just out of touch or out of tune with the space, not going that route? I did see the same thing Smoothie was kind of talking to people internally. It looked like internal DMs talking about solving this dump whatever happened from the people that had the vest uh i don't know what you can actually do on it i like that's that's the tough part here like what is actually going to be the outcome are they going to go on the blockchain and try to take these back because that's not really how it works but at the same time it's like they're moving forward it has to be a way to resolve this all in all though i think we've uh we've really hammered home the recudos piece here i don't know how to feel about this longer term i don't know if anybody else has any particular thoughts on it longer term here do they think it might go up sure but Overall, like this type of FUD is tough to bounce back from, especially when, to Smoothie's point, I was looking at this with the belief that about 5,000 of these would have been locked up for at least until tomorrow. And it looks like that's not the case at all. Brisk, what's going on? I'll be quick because I can't stay too long. Um, if I see a raccoon ever, I'm going to fight the little motherfucker. But um, I don't know. This is exactly what everyone expected, right? Like we all, we, we, we talked about this for the past three days, like on this space here. 
been saying, guys, whitelist is heavily overallocated. Even if you have whitelist, good fucking luck. Long term, I agree. I I'd like if the goal was to build a community. I don't know what fucking community you got now. Uh, but they've but like and, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating anything that's already been said. They've kind of proven that like this is successful. I hate to say it, like the volume was crazy. They were able to like jump unique ownerships even very quickly. I don't like the precedent this sets at all, and I hope that this isn't an example that other projects take. And I know we talked about this yesterday. It's 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 a pity and it's a shame that would like this kind of re- behavior is being rewarded. But I also think it's them being bit in the ass now too because they they trusted influencers with like these these pre-sale mints and they're now also getting i don't know how many are actually getting dumped but they are getting dumped like as well now too so i don't know who wins here everything's getting dumped first <laughs> to down to the last one <laughs> and then, exactly there you go man like this is i, I it's, play stupid games win stupid prizes there you go like this is this is this is all it is I, we, i'm sure you guys are exhausted it the thing is as well i mean just to touch on like you know these people are actually inside this project it just shows you how bullish they are with the long-term future of this project, that I'm absolutely flooring every single NFT that they own and trying try to, try to sell them to people for exit liquidity. You know what I mean? Uh, and, like, Running Man, like, 100%, I agree. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to, like, like stand by any of the influencers whatsoever. But I will say, you, you give a kid a gun, he's going to try and shoot it. And what I mean by that is, like, what did you expect when you give people an asset that, it's, that does a 6x immediately? Well, did you expect them not to dump? I would have done the same shit. No, I'm so sorry. Like I would have if I if I had if I had it right in my hands. Like it's it just there was a better way to go about it. I'm not saying that there's no accountability to be held there, but like re- this is Recruiter's fault. This is one hundred. Like like yeah. you could have done this better. Yeah, that's we've definitely emphasized that there was ways this could have been managed internally by their team better. And the most logical thing we're talking about and why we show up every day is the NFT space and blockchain technology. So why they didn't use blockchain technology in some capacity to at least prevent any of this shit, lock up 5%, at least pretend you tried. That's the tough part because it seems like it was all Web2 handshake deals at this point. And this is what happens. Like these things got floored. They got sold heavily. The one positive though, and the one thing I will say is 24-hour volume is at 115,000. We're up over 2x from the Sunday low. That Sunday low of 45, man, had me beyond stressed. I was looking at that shit like, oh, this is really going to zero. Like, we're all going to zero. Every last one of us is going straight to zero. Today feels a little bit better. It shows money is still here. Funds are still sitting on the sideline. But I did want to kind of pivot. Looking at this Magic Eden volume here, they had a huge announcement today. I'm extremely curious what people think about it. I know they teased that it was going to be Cardano NFTs, the future of finance. But reluctantly, they've opted to launch an Ethereum launch pad. They're going with the Psychedelics Anonymous sister project. I think it's Ewu, Izu. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. We saw even more drama with that on the timeline today when it looked like a coordinated giveaway by like 95% of ETH influencers. It was like pretty impressive that the exact timing of all of those tweets was the exact same time. And that was like the most coordinated thing I've seen. Kudos to them. That was crazy. But back to Magic Eden here. Do we think this is bullish for Seoul? Are we a little bit worried about this? Is it bearish for OpenSea? They made it clear in their teaser video they will not be locking frozen assets, which is something that a lot of people actually trade off of when it comes to other marketplaces. X2Y2 looks rare. Typically, that floor price is lower there, and many times it is this stolen asset. So I'm extremely curious to hear what some people think about this. Bullish for Magic Eden, bearish for OpenSea, bullish for Seoul. Running Man, how, how does this make you feel? 
bearish for open sea, I'd say. I think I, mean, I'm, I might sound biased, but Magic Eden's probably structurally is about you know a million times better than open sea. I mean, open sea feels like I'm on, on a website in 1992. You know what I mean? Um, I, what, going this t- touching on what I'm you know what I'm going to say next is, I mean, I, re- I remember trading ETH collections when they you know post mint. How do, how do you think they trade on Magic Eden? Now, if they um, actually start listing on Magic Eden, do you think it's a lot? It's going to be a lot smoother process. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Eve projects trade now. Um, if they're landing on on Magic Eden, in my opinion, I'm hopeful that it does not have the same like delay that we see from OpenSea, where the project many times is not updated with that floor price. You can't accurately see what's going on with a lot of things. I'm hoping that the server size, capacity, blockchain, etc., is a little bit more managed. I have a lot of questions, though. Like, I think about the soul piece here. You can buy ETH NFTs with Solana. How exactly is that going to play into the gas situation? I want to see some execution on it so that I can kind of, like, actually figure out how to do it. And if there's potentially arbitrage opportunities by buying something with soul, flipping it for ETH or vice versa. But, Benny, what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to say, I think this is the same as OpenSea joining Solana because... While the reception may have been well received on Twitter today, I think that's a lot of the Solana crowd, right? Um, I think it's similar. It's just hard to change consumer preference of each chain, right? Solana people did not go to OpenSea. I think it'll be difficult for Maddie to kind of take the Ethereum. But I will say is um, I think that if they're like what they're trying to do with the cross chain, like cross minting, I think that will be curious to see if they can interest both markets. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I do hope we start to get some data and analytics on this because there's a lot of opportunity here to see just how much soul is used to buy ETH projects and vice versa. And that could cause some some cool trends to start to form. Do we start to see one of the blockchains take a, a majority share leverage? And I think like on hype mints on either blockchain, like I have more of my funds in soul than ETH at the moment just because I'm much more frequent that blockchain. But if there's an ETH mint, like it does take me a little bit of time to bridge stuff over and get those funds there. If I can trade actively with Soul on an ETH NFT and figure out a way to move that back and forth quickly, this is a huge win just for like omni-chain and cross-chain capabilities. But Benny, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say also, with regards to the cross-minting, like they're launching another psychedelic project. Will those NFTs be on Soul, ETH, both? Like, What are kind of the details there? Yeah, so I'm not sure the full details on it. And I know I brought Junior up here, PA Holder. I wanted to, I guess, ask that. I, I believe it's an ETH Mint. Everything will be on the ETH blockchain, but it's a sister collection. Junior, is that is that correct? Do you know more about that? Yeah, hey, hey, Easy. I uh, appreciate you bringing me up. Um, Yeah, as, long, as, far, as far as we know, yeah. Like today, this was just the announcement, but Volt always said that Izu will be on ETH. So... That's just what we're guessing, but I'm hearing like cross chain also that you could do it off of Soul. So yeah, so I'm it not- sounds like we'll be able to mint with both. It looks like they're using that cross mint tech that's also going to allow for like credit card purchase on it too. So uh, just a couple different options. We actually saw this with Bubble Goose, and they actually allocated a certain amount for ETH mints on it, and those flew. They sold out quickly. I think it was well received. Get some new people into the space. The thing here too, though, is like. My only major worry, I guess, is we did see Soul go to ETH with the Dragons and their Akumu drop. I don't think this is the exact same because of the strong support that PA has behind that project. And the fact that this is still on ETH, just trying a different launch location, could just drum up more interest. And 
the, the other side of it is like it could potentially pull some soul funds into an ETH project, which seems kind of counterintuitive to what we're trying to do. But I think this is more interesting from a, a point of view that if Magic Eating can sustain volume from ETH projects here, there's just a lot more trading opportunities, which leads to more volume, more circulation, et cetera. But Running Man, real quick, what's going on? And then I want to yeah. cast Manny on top. I mean, I, I would, do, you, do you think Akumu did done it on ETH if, um, you know, they landed on Magic Eden? Um, I, I think, going back to what Benny said, um, it's going to be a lot easier for Magic Eden to pull volume from ETH to, to, to Eden and from, from OpenSea to Eden than it is for OpenSea to pull Solana volume over there, um, in my opinion. Um, off, the, the marketplace is just structurally better, um, in our views both. So, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think the big thing, too, is a lot of people make comments about the lack of ability to iterate by OpenSea. They don't make many changes. They don't take a lot of community feedback and make frequent updates, which is something Magic Eden has done. Uh, I mean, dude, I, I fought the hell out of them. I was extremely vocal about DGen Town. It seems like their activity is more in your face, which might help them in this OpenSea competition. Cass, I wanted to pass it over to you. First time up here, first time speaking. Excited. What's going on? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'll say it's my second time, but I totally You're right, second it. time. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I just wanted to talk about, like, I'm pretty much, like, 50-50 Ethan Soul right now. Obviously, a bit more Soul lately because of Liberty. But today's the first day that a lot of my ETH group chats have been talking about this Magic Eden drop and announcement, which makes me super excited. And they're, like, asking me questions about what it's like and Magic Eden and all of that. Um, but the one thing is that a lot of people on ETH, like, have trouble swapping their, um, money to Soul. So being able to buy things with ETH themselves, like buy Soul NFTs with ETH, I think will really help them get more integrated in the Soul ecosystem as a start, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see how it plays out. I know a lot of them are still very skeptical on it. But like you guys said, Magic Eden is much more receptive to people than OpenSea is. And they don't, they like actually talk to the community, which I love. And that's one thing that makes me a little bit more bullish on them. And I'm happy that this is happening. Just like for someone that wants their friends to come to the same ecosystem as them. Yeah, I, I like that you brought up the fact about the bridge. Because when we did talk with uh, Nate Rivers a while back, there was that Frank and Nate space. That was the one thing that really stuck out to me was Nate was basically saying he wants to move so much money to Seoul and he can't efficiently that it's like a, it's a negative. And that's almost where I think there's a good opportunity for a marketplace to bring like an arbitrage opportunity or like a, an escrow wallet opportunity to kind of manage that swap in a, in a more sustained manner. I do think too, and that's kind of what I was saying was like at the start, there's not a lot of ease to move those funds quickly. And this gives you an opportunity pushing towards this whole like omni-chain cross-chain capability and i think we do start to see more projects consider other blockchains i've had a bunch of conversations with eth individuals who are becoming more and more curious and even like one of one artists on ETH that are trying to figure out the soul ecosystem because they realize that like longer term it's not going to be just pick one and that's all you can do it feels like this this spread is starting a lot quicker and now it's really coming to light with it all but i want to pass it down to manny real quick manny what's going on yeah, I just think this is a total net positive for everybody in the ecosystem, right? When you think about how much we do in volume a uh, day is like 2,500 ETH, right? That's about what 100,000 Solana equates to, right? If I just did the math, if we picked up all of the board eight volume for one day, that's like 410 ETH, which would give us like a 16% increase in total volume, right? 
for Magic Eden. So they're going to be making money, which means uh, my biggest thing is, is like from an analytical, like customer feedback perspective, like if you look at the analytic tools and the items, auctions, activity and analytics, like OpenSea doesn't have that, right? For like the people who are true traders, I think this is great. It's similar to getting like a pack of gum at a grocery store. I think that's what the Solana NFT is and like ETH NFTs at the grocery store. I like that comparison. <laughs> Calling it the grocery store is kind of funny. But it's uh, the big thing here that I like that you said was like, this is a win for everyone involved. We may not see that instant liquidity, but I just like the opportunity that this is going to provide from like a consumer standpoint is being able to now leverage both chains and trade more frequently in one singular location. I do like that you brought it up too. Like the ability to see charts and data and other things right from a, a launch pad or a marketplace is crazy. Because OpenSea has not done much, if anything, to drive change in the last year plus that they've had. I wanted to pass it over to Junior real quick. Junior, what's going on? Yeah, hey, I just want to say I agree with, with uh, y'all up here. I think it's a great thing that this is happening. And I know majority, well, everybody I talk to in PA, they love it. Like, we can't wait till this happens because, I mean, you know, a lot of our first venture in the soul um, was, you know, well, Magic Eden, but it was terrible back then. You know, we all got drained. Everybody lost everything, which is essentially which made me go over to ETH because, you know, I got drained. And um, but with what Volley was saying earlier, how the uh, contracts now they're audited by Magic Eden. So there, there's not no rugs and everything is minted for Magic Eden. I mean, it just makes it a way better place to be. And I, for one, love soul layout way better than OpenSea. I mean, I think majority of OpenSea users hate OpenSea. So that's that's is, usually the eat sentiment is uh and it's actually wild. I've been seeing more volume on things like Super Rare, X2Y2 and some of the others. So it's like that's a sign in itself that a lot of people do want to consider alternative options from a marketplace. And this is where a competitor can start to gain market share, especially if they continue to kind of listen to a community and adapt. I think it's a lot of the times too we have seen comments and conversation on like the yaw situation and just if anybody really listens to their audience there's an opportunity here to continue to grab more and more of this market share as more ecosystems continue to kind of get into a situation like we see now where it's becoming that omni-channel perspective and that's that's really where i've been saying it for a little bit now like i think the future is that we're not really going to know what the underlying chain is just whatever works works and we're going to be buying it with whatever currency we have in that specific wallet i wanted to pass it down to king fud haven't heard from him today fud what's going on Freaking what up, dude? Um, fired up to be here. Uh, I was supposed to do spaces right now with uh, Hello Moon and a few others, and they were like, not during Solana Made Easy. And I was like, whoa, my bad, dude. Um, so uh, I realized real quick uh, that this is the superior place to be at all times when this is on. Uh, so big shouts out to Solana Made Easy. Um, with that being moving forward, um, the Magic Eden integration of ETH really just means kind of nothing for Solana users as of right now. It just means ETH is or Magic Eden is going to be moving more money. Uh, that's it. They're going to get wealthier, and we—I don't think we will yet. I think it's going to take take some time for most ETH maxis are pretty set on being ETH maxis, and most Soul maxis are pretty set on being Soul maxis. So. To tell you the truth, the only winner here is Magic Eden. Um, you guys might feel like excited, like, oh, maybe we'll get more ETH money. Maybe, 
But you know who else is going to get more soul money? ETH. So I don't know if there's a real clear-cut winner here. No, I like the counter-argument to it all. I mean, I think you're right. Like, clearly this is an opportunity for monetary gain from a – from the projects that are going to be playing into this. But I, it's tough to say too, because if there's more volume, the big thing for me is that this volume can cycle between blockchains. Like the ability to buy soul NFTs with ETH in a seamless manner is what's interesting too. And hearing someone like Junior bring up the fact like PA is excited for this, the UI is improved. And I think part of that being a soul focused marketplace is going to give them an opportunity to kind of onboard more users. Shit though, I could be completely wrong. This could go completely sour. And in six months, we could be trading on on y'all you know like who knows it's gonna be crazy to see how they iterate change and adapt i hope that's not the case but shit man in this space things move so quickly and no one knows what happens tomorrow frisk what's going on i love king fud's ability to see an event like this and find a way to to turn it around into never the best thing but king fud you know i respect you i love you man i actually don't even disagree with you i think that the clear winner here is magic eden but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i think that today more than anything we've progressed in terms of accessibility. Um, one of the things that always disappointed me with the integration of Solana into OpenSea was the inability to purchase Solana NFTs with ETH. I, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if that is possible now or maybe I'm missing something, but that was not an option. And now having, using um, CrossMint on Magic Eden, I think is, is always a benefit in, in, in regards to progressing user experience and accessibility in regards to everything, which is great. Um, Easy, you brought up a good point about other marketplaces on Ethereum. Um, I'm actually slowly tapping back into ETH after a long time of being like Solana Maxi. And more often than not, I'm using X2Y2 over OpenSea like very much more often just because of those like 0.5% fees. That's what and I was just so, going to ask. Is it the marketplace fee? What leads you to that UI? Like what's really the preference to go to something that's not where the predominant volume is? So um, I will say the volume isn't as crazy, but there's just enough volume. Like there's, there's, there's not, it's not illiquid. Like there's still a good amount. That's why I, I that's why something like y'all kind of scares me because it's like, okay, right now there's no volume, but that's also right now things could change. And we've seen like those, there's those little hints of growth. And when X2Y2 came out, there was nothing. And now there's like that growth. Like a lot of people, a lot of my friends who like day trade, like, like Clonexes or day trade Azuki's or Doodles, they're doing it on X2Y2. They're not doing it on OpenSea. Because it because like it negates those fees big big time. Even private trades they happen on X two Y two, and so there's just the right amount of volume over there. And so I'm not saying this is a massive difference, but like anyone who's listing, just by using Magic Eden instead, you already like cut out half a percent because OpenSea is still two point five versus Magic Eden is two percent. It's not a massive difference, but sometimes it can be, and sometimes that's enough to just like add to your user experience. I think that sometimes that can go a long way, especially from a community perspective. And so I think that's what's really exciting about all of this is while there is, while obviously the business is winning here, I think that this is a step forward in regards to bringing, not to sound kumbaya here, bringing us closer together. And uh, I guess going cross-chain just always felt like it was it was inevitable and it was just going to happen. Um, I'm going to go ride a Ferris wheel now. Anyways, bye guys. <laughs> enjoy my friend but uh some of the things you kind of hit on there i like that you kind of bring up the fact that like that fee plays into it and that's that's a big piece of it especially on larger sale items and that's where we've seen yaw i think their average sales like 100 plus soul and sure 85 to 90 percent of its wash trade that's fine i guess and they are using like 150k a month to buy inventory to sell at a loss on their marketplace or basically break even 
that's a little bit tough. I don't know how sustainable or maintainable that is, but we are seeing volume increase there. So if we do start to see opportunities where this volume is, I guess, cleaner, not as wash traded, and some of those metrics, we are seeing cheaper overall sales. That's going to become longer term bullish for me on that marketplace. The tough part is all it's going to take is one Metaplex push to kind of cut that entire situation out. They have said they're not going to do that. We've seen them flip-flop a couple times before. Tends to be a slower rollout. Could also just lead to a new standard coming out. There's just a lot of factors that I worry about with this, like, cutting out all royalties, especially for something that's on the contract. But we're going to hit Benny, running man, junior, then uh, saying, Benny, what's up? Yeah, I thought Frisk said a lot of good points there. But I wanted to touch back on, like, what you were saying with regards to volume. I don't know if this impacts volume at all, unless it's, like, the ability to do that cross chain like you're buying a solana monkey business with ethereum because ethereum whales will then make a difference you know i think what will make a difference is market psychology you know it's summer people are outside bear market probably also is causing people to stay away those 30k wallets from Lollapalooza and elsewhere irl this weekend i think we're going to see more normie adaption that's where the growth can be had in this space um, so as we, you know, cycle into September and October, I think that's where the real volume will come, not just from Magic Eden and elsewhere. And I think, you know, I think people will still want to focus on Solana at the end of the day. I think, I don't know, to me, Solana just, Solana's made e easy, it's right. It's just a lot easier to trade NFTs on Solana. Yeah, I've talked about it a few times now. I think the barrier of entry here is what's going to become the most enticing part. Like, it's a lot cheaper. Transaction costs are basically obsolete in, in comparison to something where you have to be familiar with adjusting gas, fighting with competition, all of those factors. And I just I bring it up all the time. But, dude, Stepin set such a precedent for onboarding new users because you could have had gr your great grandma walking, pressing a couple buttons on a smartphone and have no idea that they're using any blockchain tech. And you saw massive meetups in places like South Korea and other locations of them just walking on tracks together because of this this tech and like that was so cool to me because a lot of them openly said like i had no idea this was an nft and that's how you onboard people seeing thirty thousand plus new wallets from Lollapalooza shows that they did a great job encouraging at least checking this stuff out and i think we're just going to see more of that like i really do anticipate more of what i think was cupcake protocol driving that that kind of irl functionality qr codes type type stuff because now you have all these valuables of IRL events that can be tied to wallets, that can be tied to situations that you can only get physically but maintain in a digital regard. So that's that's awesome to me. That's where I think the future is. I'm excited to see how it pans out. Benny, you bring up some just great points there about like the future and what I think Soul has potential for. But running man, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I've said it before in Spices. You know, ETH, I'm not going to fund the ETH blockchain, but they were just first to market with no other competitors. Um, since then, we've, we, I mean, we've basically built in the bear market. We've got infrastructure here. We've got marketplaces, that are, you know, in my opinion, superior. And if normal, normal adoption is going to come in the next bull run, it's going to come to Solana. People aren't going to be paying $200 gas fees per transaction. Um, we can, you know, not when there's a competitor that's pretty much zero. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, I mean, um, just regarding OpenSea and Magic Eden, I mean, Magic Eden has been, you know, shown in the past. It's quite aggressive with its market. Market share. Let's start now. If OpenSea hadn't have come and tried to adopt Solana NFTs, and do you think I'm responding to them doing that? And that's why we're seeing this today, bro. It could be. I like that. I like that kind of consideration because, dude, we all look at the OpenSea launch of their Soul Launchpad, and 
I don't think many people are very bullish on that, but it looks like the response on the other side of things is a lot different. I remember when OpenSea mentioned their Solana NFT launchpad months ago. Uh, I was on a YouTube video with P.O. and Nick talking about it, and I was like, this isn't really bullish to me. Like, I did not expect us to all of a sudden have volume pouring. There still wasn't an easy way to bridge and actually convert ETH to Sol to buy. And that's where I think this crossment kind of solves that bottleneck. You want the least amount of friction to be able to gain more market share. But I do think that that accelerated things because now the concern for any market share being pulled is there. And now there's competition. Competition drives for innovation. The tough part is like, what's going to be the next innovation for OpenSea? You know what I yeah. mean? Like we, it's just so slow. I mean, also, I mean, Magic Eden, you've just, anybody who comes for their market share with them, you know, a couple of the marketplaces, they go after them. <laughs> they go after them big stall. And, and I think I think the same's happening with OpenSea coming over to Solana. And, you know, they are quite aggressive with um, you know, anybody coming for the market share. Um, so, yeah, agree with you. For sure. And I think some of that we're still going to just keep getting more competition. Like, whichever one decides to innovate and provide a better experience and benefit us as traders, consumers, buyers, that's the winner here. But like, at the end of the day, this is just going to lead to the consumer being happier to use whichever one truly is better. And it seems like it's the one that's adapting the quickest to kind of listen to the market. I want to pass it back to you. What's going on? Yeah, hey, this is my last time I got to eat, and I appreciate uh, appreciate you. But, yeah, what I want to say is ever since that uh, Izu and uh, Magic Eden started teasing on Twitter with the eyeballs and all that stuff, a lot of PA members got reacclimated with Magic Eden and, and started buying soul NFTs, myself included. So within the past, what, week and a half, I've acquired a couple of soul NFTs. So I don't think it's going to take away – one's going to take away from the other – I mean, Magic Eden's platform with the analysts and everything is a win-win for everybody. So that's what we're going to be looking at. And if we see a soul NFT that's, that's doing really good, hey, we're going to go ahead and buy it. If y'all see an ETH NFT that's doing good, y'all might come on and buy it. But running, we haven't seen $200 gas fees in God knows how long. Gas is super cheap right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm talking, we're spending like maybe 4 or $5. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we're in a bear market at the moment, but in, yes, a, bull, yes. in, a, bull, in a bull run, we, when congestion on that network is on, uh, you're going to start seeing them, them guaranteed. Um, you know, any type of bull run, any type of volume is going to bring that gas fee straight through the roof. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, you're right. I mean, but as of lately, no, it hasn't been like that. But And it's been wonderful not being like that. But, no, I think it's just going to be a win-win for, every, for everybody. And the biggest thing is, you know, the, uh, what, what a lot of people hate is what they don't understand. You know, the, it's the fear of the unknown because nobody knows what's going to happen with this. Nobody knows how it's going to go. So it, it gives a little, you know, negativity towards it. But just like everything in the, in the world, man, everything has got to innovate. And this is the first step of innovation. So it's going to I think it's going to be a good thing. We've done already bought soul NFTs, you know, so, you know, it, it could be good. But easy, I appreciate you for bringing me up and love your show. Love you on Portal. Uh, you're great. Y'all have a wonderful evening. I appreciate you, Junior. It's always good to get that take from uh, some opposite side of things. Glad to hear there's definitely some more ETH interest picking up over the last couple of weeks. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think this mint on Magic Eden being what the hope is here and gaining some traction from this. It's If it works well, if all things go well, that's going to be continued bullish sentiment. I do think we got to figure out what some of these next mints may be on that launch pad because that's also, it's like sustained volume, sustained interest. It's something that I think Blocksmith has done really well. They've had one mint that went well, secondary went well, 
And a lot of people still now view Blocksmith as like this premium value add for it, especially with that dynamic pricing. It's crazy to think that the sentiment a lot of the times is driven from how the mint actually goes and not so much what the mint is at this point. And it may just be a bear market because in a bull market, if you mint, it prints. But right now, it's just kind of like picking your spot. And if it does well, a lot of people almost credit that launch pad with it and not so much the project itself. We'll see how long this lasts, but saying what's going on. Sorry about that. I'm about to get on the airport. But definitely agree that the innovation is definitely going to be like top notch on Magic Eden. I'm interested on how they uh, handle the, the next volume that comes to their platform. But I'm actually looking at a, at a project base. So I'm interested on how projects kind of innovate to the eat side. So like, let's take a blocksmith and how can they integrate utility for people to get whitelist meta and etc. on their platform to actually make it more easier for an ETH NFT to go into Magic Eden and be part of the calendar. So I'm actually interested on how projects from Solana kind of uh, integrate ETH into their roadmap and, and put innovation into their project and utility uh, down the line. And that, that's kind of what I'm looking at too, to have a friendly ecosystem that both are combined on one uh, great marketplace like Magic Eden, let's say. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know if I fully agree with some of that. Like, I do want to see some separation. It's uh, I had a space last night where I was talking with KTC about this. I almost want like accelerators and the middleman to do some of the marketing so that there is a degree of separation so that people can kind of figure out uh, like that layer of separation on it. It's also like I kind of like that Blocksmith has its own site for Mercury all under one roof onboards new individuals smoother and more seamlessly. But overall, I feel like there, there tends to be like a, almost a monopoly at times. And unless that experience is adapted, it's going to be tough. Uh, I think like they're still adapting, still growing a lot. The onboarding piece is the big thing. So, I mean, I, I do agree with some of that saying it's going to be like if you can sign up for your wallet there, track what you're whitelisted for, get a calendar for when the mint is all in one spot, you're going to get more users on that clearly, uh, especially new users. And I think that's what everybody here is kind of pushing for. We want new individuals. Call it exit liquidity. Call it what you want. But more people in the space is beneficial for everyone's bags. Top boy, what's going on? How's it going? Uh, what I wanted to add is, like, mostly it's, like, how is Magic Eating Servers going to deal with the pressure of all the ETH guys if they do come over to their to their network? And if so, will people be going to OpenSea if they start crashing a lot? Or if OpenSea keeps crashing, will more people come to Magic, e Magic Eden is what I'm mostly interested about. So I guess your question there, you're wondering, like, do you think more people are going to go to the other if one crashes? Is that the yeah. question? Yeah, yeah. It's a. I think the ETH side of it's a little bit tougher because ETH doesn't really have like complete network shutdowns like our lovely Solana, and that's a this the soul shutting down thing. I say it a lot. Like I almost become more bearish, and when the network's in the gutter, I'm almost trying to buy more and more frequently because the second that network turns back on, you see buying pressure step in. With ETH, it's basically just like crank the gas and hope the transaction goes through, so you don't really get as much shutdown. I think the thing here, though, is if we start to see one of these marketplaces lag and not show accurate floor objects, floor items, things like that from like a data perspective, you're going to see a shift. And that's the big thing. That's like one of the largest complaints on OpenSea that I hear is that it's just laggy, it's slow, it doesn't update, and there's not like accurate values for the floor. You end up having to go two, three rows above that or use a tool like Nerds or any of the others to buy on an accurate floor price that's on-chain data. And that's like... Surely a marketplace could make that pivot and adaption. But to see that OpenSea hasn't, I think that's why there's a bigger potential here 
for a sole marketplace to gain bigger market share because it looks like they're trying to listen to the consumer, which is how you win in this game. But uh, Manny, what's going on? I was just going to say to the load balancer issues of like which, which one's going to go up or down. They just got like $100 million in funding, right? Like they're totally okay with spinning up some more AWS servers just to make things work smoothly, right? And they can do like on-demand things. And if they're on AWS, the core scaling is way better. So I think they're fine. I think we're really overthinking this and we just got to let the problems happen. And they can adapt. They've shown that they've been able to adapt. Oh, 100%. And that's the thing. As long as they can maintain that, I do, of course, always worry, like, as you grow in an organization, you do sometimes lose that consumer aspect. And I hope that that doesn't get to that point. That's obviously the fear here. And that, it's like, that's kind of what we saw. When OpenSea first launched, they were more active, but it was because they were small. And then it kind of blew up to the size that it is. And now we've seen that disconnect. We still see a lot of situations here where they almost do things that are not pro the consumer. And the hot button topic was like the frozen assets of stolen NFTs on chain and not listing those. And people want that decentralized listing. And that's going to be like, a, I saw some tweets today that people said that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for a lot of people on OpenSea was they buy something that's multiple ETH and are now stuck with it or have to list on a, an illiquid marketplace. But Running Man, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'll, the first thing I said when we brought this subject up is I'm really interested to see how an ETH project moves on, in, in, on, you know, during a secondary drop on, on Magic Eden. Um, I'm, you know, I'm seeing an ETH project move around seamlessly in real time. It's going to be really interesting. Um, and I'm looking, and, and I would try it, and I would, I would try ETH projects if I was moving around like that. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not totally 100% Solana. You know, if if, the, if there are projects on there, oh hell no, we're trading anything that's liquid, my friend. Come on now, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's good for ETH as well. I mean, you know, you're going to get some volume off us, and you know, we, we do, we have proven we we can ape during the worst bear market <laughs> conditions ever known to you know in, 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 in the NFT space. Bro, absolutely. If I see the number one traded collection on Magic Eden is an ETH project, there's a 99% chance I'm going to try to make some money off of it. Like, Let's go. It's just kind of what happens, bro. <laughs> so this just I think if anything, bro, this is just going to give people who are active in the market more opportunity to find these trades and kind of tell them now. Like, bro, if I could quickly dump my soul into an ETH project and then make money off of that without bridging, yeah. this solves so many of my headaches that I still experience. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's going to, you know, open up a lot of trading opportunities and probably some different markets we've not used to and we can adapt to. It's going to be really interesting. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to be fair. 100%. And I want to pass it to Saiyan, but then dive quickly into anything people are trading here, what we're looking at, any upcoming mints we got our eyes on, things that might be interesting us. But Saiyan, go ahead. No, that's an interesting point. I, I wonder I wonder if, like, the DGENs are going to go and ape into more uh, ETH projects because you could make a bigger profit and a bigger bag quickly. Quickly, But I'm actually excited for all the blue chips on Solana now that more ETH uh, people are going to be on Magic Eden just looking at them uh, more constantly. So I, I can see a little run-up for all the blue chips, every single one of them, the top two. Uh, I don't want to name them, but... <laughs> I, it was actually funny today. I saw a couple tweets uh, from individuals who were like, imagine being able to use a Solana token like Dust and buy a board Ape, which is just like a hilarious idea to think of. It doesn't seem very feasible, but I mean, like the idea behind it sounds awesome. The other thing, though, is like you still have pushback. Like I was talking to a one of one artist from the ETH side of the space today. And one of their like concerns was, is there beef between ETH and Soul? I mentioned that I was interested in launching a Soul project and I got pushback that it would actually devalue my brand because i'm going to that chain and i told them like outright like that's pretty damn crazy 
because at the end of the day, like you're an artist releasing something on another blockchain. And then they mentioned that they released something on Tezos and that that did not have the same negative effect. So I think there's still like a, I don't want to call it a learning curve, but this adoption from a social sentiment that like Solana's not dirty. Like we have an entire ecosystem here that people are actively engaged in and we're seeing massive upside in things like technology and development. And shit, man, I'm still waiting on ETH 2.0. And I think Souls had like 20 plus updates in the last two weeks. So sure, the network shits the bed here and there. But at least we're working on it. Tough to stay the same. Other than that, though, man, I'm curious what people are getting into, what trades you're making, buying and selling anything. What you excited for in this market? Recudos was huge today. Wanted to pass it over to Ray real quick. Ray, what's going on? Uh, I'm not going to shit anything, but I did like how the network shut down for like half a second, barely. And then bounce right back, running smooth. So I agree, the network getting better and better and better. When, okay, Bear shut this shit down for like 48 hours. Bro, that was like one of the worst situations because it was so long after the mint that the network still could not process a single thing. Like I was losing my mind trying to do anything and ape those stupid bears sub-15. And... Man, I don't know what happened, but times have changed. Things have turned. TPS got down to single digits on the public mint for Rakudos, and it was back up to 2,500 within five minutes. I was like, this is actually impressive. I'm hopeful, man. It makes me more hopeful on the future. I want to pass it up to Running Man. Running Man, what's going on? Yeah, a um, couple of projects I've got my on coming up. Um, we spoke about one earlier, Rugged, Rugged, Rugged Renegades. Um, I think I'm going to do Rugged really Revenants. well on it. Rugged Revenants, um, yeah, on, on, on the one Close soul enough. mint. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On the one soul mint, I think that's going to um, be a nice mint, nice secondary action. Um, they've proven they can, you know, create some nice art, and um, yeah, they've got a, you know, th- th- that's going to be a decent project. And I found one earlier called Eclestia, um, and it's like a full, full trading solution. It's um, also as well got links to Blocksmith Community Three um, and Kets as well. Um, and I think um, that one's, I've just found that one early, and I think that could be um, a decent project to look out for as well. Yeah, I haven't heard about that tool one. I'm kind of fading tools at the moment after watching Parrot Tools struggle, Realized Rhapsody struggle, and the fact that we have things like Sniper, Hello Moon. Cody yeah. just released a video that was a ton of free tools. So, like, for me right now, man, I'm fading utility just purely because, or like, trading utility specifically, because there's so many free tools yeah. that, like, I can leverage, you know? So yeah, it's a little bit tougher for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just said so the, the links I've got. I mean, it's, I think I'm trying to cover everything, um, but um, I'm just checking them out at the moment. So it's just an interesting one for me. No, definitely something yeah. to keep an eye on, keep a tab on, especially if they create something new. I want to pass it over to Top Boy, then we're going to hit Manny and Alpha. Hey, I just wanted to add on the ETH for Soul. I think that's like awesome. Like the ETH is for the rich, Souls for the poor. Just adds like more fun to the game. And 100% all these people that are. Uh, ETH is for the rich and Souls for the poor. They're both buying both as well. It's just it adds fun to the space in my in my eyes. Yeah, competition for uh, either chain is never really a bad thing. I do think like we've been we've been hammering at home today. Like the future, it's going to be tough to figure out which chain it is. There's opportunity for all of it. I just think it's got to be easier to navigate across them. Manny, what's going on? Yeah, just to kind of double down on what Running Man said about the rugged thing, um, that guy invented Twitch Prime. Like, I really feel like we're totally glossing over that. He invented Twitch Prime, and, like, he was at Amazon for, like, multiple decades, right? Like, you don't stay there for that long. I think their average tenure is, like, two years. So he is a savage, 
and I bet on savages. Yeah, Rug Revenant, he's definitely sleeping at the moment. Um, he's definitely sleeping. I think it's going to be a, a decent project. To be I like Cheap Mint Cost. I like the dude. They've, they were one of those projects that did such a good job listening into spaces and just engaging the community. I just hope that it doesn't, they don't do what like some of these other projects have sadly done and kind of like faded post mint. I want to see activity after the fact. Even if shit goes south, just like pull up and shoot the shit. It makes you feel more relatable. And that's like a value in itself. I've been saying that. I said it yesterday. Like, it's tough to fade anything under one soul, especially something that, like, we all are familiar with project-wise. And it's got a working game. I'm going to definitely check it out. I think I have, like, the basic whitelist so I can mint one or whatever. But other than that, man, like, it's cheap entry, working game. We'll see how it plays out. Games have kind of gone to shit, though. Like, that's my concern here, bro. I'm convinced that it is going to be a meta. They they are going to come strong. I mean, mean, I'm I'm surprised and felt how finish hasn't took off the way it has. I mean, I've, I've been looking at Doge Track, and they're I'm, I'm going into the beta soon, and then, and then you know, them going on to game release, and they've been building that game for ages, and the floor's like point three nine at the moment to start buying dogs, and then you know, it's going to be a full play, play to earn ecosystem. So I'm sure there will come a time when play to earn, you know, does take off, um, you know. Oh yeah, I think it's a, it's inevitable down the line. We may see that here. When is the tough part? I was crazy bullish on games this year, and all of them literally went to shit, my bags included. So it's like I just have this this personal vendetta at the moment until a game takes off. And until we get that point, I'm probably just going to flood my own bags because it just makes me angry. I wanted to pass it to Saiyan and then wrap it up with Ari. Saiyan, what's going on? Yeah, like I think it's time. I'm like D-God shopping um, and OK Bear shopping right now because uh, it's time. I like You can't fade, Frank. I like literally it's, – it's time, guys. Buy a D-God and then flip your youths and then make some money where you bought it. Like, it's time. Like, it's time. I That's like that I you say. casually slipped in OK Bears in there. You were like, yeah, I'm really looking for these D-Gods and OK Bears. But, man, don't fade Frank, like, for real. Like, that, that, was, that was subtle. That was nice. I'm proud of you saying you're learning. Ari, first time speaker up here. What's going on? Yo, yo, what up, easy? Yep, agree. Don't fade Frank. I like other blue chips. I like whales. I like foxes. I think a lot of things are on sale right now. But just an observation I had, uh, did anyone else notice that the people who seemed to be most mad about the Rakudos were kind of all the most mid-influencers? Just an informi- in, uh, kind of like a observation I had. But uh, anyway, thanks, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. God damn it. I was verbally angry about Rakudos, so here I am. Shout out you, Ari. Still Jesus holding my back, bro. That was brutal. I know, bro. Dude just aired it out. All right, I respect it. I guess we're going to end on that one, man. Thanks for tuning in. Solana Made Easy, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We appreciate all the lovely speakers we got. We're back tomorrow. I'll catch you all at 5 p.m. Thanks for rocking with us.